0: Good morning and welcome to worship at Brentwood Baptist Church. We are honored uh, that you have chosen to be with us. We're honored uh, that you're joining us online. And, uh, and, and thank you for being here. Um, before I get started, I uh, just wanted to talk just a little bit about some of the things that have been happening. Uh, as you may know, a, uh, uh, an intermemo memo uh, brief Uh, concerning Roe v. Wade, uh, that is usually circulated between the Supreme Court justices, was leaked uh, this past week, which set all of our world a Twitter um, uh, about who was going to do what and when and what it meant and all of this. Um, I wanna ask you to do me a favor as a pastor to a congregation. Will you join me in praying every day for how the church responds to this new opportunity? We have been challenged by our foes who tell us that the evangelical church cares for children until they are born. This is a church for God to send, this is a time for God to send his church into a very dark place to be the light that he is. Don't write your congressmen. Don't write your senators. We're going straight to the top. We're going over everybody's head. I want you to pray. I want you to pray every day. Now, Brentwood Baptist Church has been a leader in adoption um, issues for a long time. Uh, We had a uh, foster mom's breakfast yesterday, I believe they were telling me. It was like 50 moms here or or, or something here, uh, encouraging each other, learning how to do uh, that thing better. Uh, I am burdened that there is a calling for our church to respond to this issue. I don't know what it is yet, uh, but I've just been in this place too many times when I know, uh (laughs) uh-oh, things about to change for us and that's okay. Uh, We are are a church, we are the church that we want God to trust with hard things. Huh? Don't you wanna be that church? Uh, That's who we are. So, I want you to pray. Now, the people who are, are, who are pro-choice and all that, they're gonna say a lot of things, they're gonna write a lot of things, they're gonna do a lot of things. You don't do any of that. You do not overcome hate with hate. You overcome it with the love of Jesus Christ. Okay. And I'm expecting you to do that. Okay? Where does a young woman turn when she doesn't know what to do? I'm praying soon she'll learn to turn to Brentwood Baptist Church. Okay? So let's start by praying together, shall we? You promised that if we needed wisdom to come ask you, you would give it freely. We need wisdom. We need to know what to do. We need to know how to do it so that at the end of it all, the world stands up and calls you blessed. It is in your name we pray. It is a name we seek, uh, your will. We pray for our world And we pray for your church in it. And we pray this in your name. Amen. I was not in the military. Okay, I had to register for the draft. And when I registered for the draft, I was one H, one holding. And the lady at the draft office said, you know what that means? No, ma'am. If it gets rough around here, we're going to bend the top of that H together and you're going to go right to one A. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I did not serve. As my friends who did serve remind me on occasion, and it's usually one of those occasions when I say what I really think needs to be said that doesn't need to be said. But I think it does. And I will say what I think needs to be said and one of my friends who served in the military will look at me and go, you didn't serve, did you? How can you tell? That's kind of obvious. As I understand it, now again, I didn't serve, but as I understand it, the the goal of basic training is basically to beat your opinion out of you. So that you learn that whatever command you get, you do without question. I don't know if I would be any good at that. (laughs) Which means I would be a lousy soldier. It's also why I'm a lousy Christian. John is trying to help his young church understand what it means to be a follower of Christ in a very tough world. His letter, 1 John, is trying to explain some of these deeper concepts. Let's continue our reading as we stand now in honor of God's Word. 1 John 3, 23. Now, this is his command, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ and love one another as he has loved us. Now this is his command. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it, believe it and live. Let's pray together. We read it. We like it. We don't get it, we don't do it. Be patient with us, but teach us again so the world will know we are yours because we keep your commands. And we pray this in your name, amen. This is one of those interesting verses in that it is really nice to read and we read it and we read it too fast. And we don't stop to let let the verse settle in on our soul to kind of give its full impact to us. Uh, John is trying to write to an early church. By now, he's a bishop of Ephesus. He has several pastors under him, a lot of churches under him. And he's trying to say, this is what it means to be a Christian in our very tough world. Now, remember, Ephesus was a hard place to be a Christian. Uh, Paul talks about having to wrestle wild beasts there. Now, we don't know if he was actually in some kind of arena or some kind, uh, but most likely he's just talking about how tough the opposition there was. Paul is now, the, uh, John is now the bishop of that city, and he's trying to explain, this is how you live as a Christian in a non-Christian world. And he talks a lot about loving each other, loving Christ, but in this turn, he gets rather blunt. Now, this is his command. Now, the first thing you have to do is find out who does his pronoun refer to? Who is this his that is giving command? And when you read back up just the verses before, you realize that this is God the Father who has given this command. Notice he didn't say suggestion. Notice he didn't say good thought. Notice he didn't say hint. No, this is command and it came from the same God who spoke the first command that called creation into being. God says in the opening chapters of Genesis, let there be light. The next sentence, there is light. He says, let the ocean know its boundary, go this far, but no further, and in the next sentence, the ocean knows its boundary. He calls for the stars, he calls for the sun, he calls for the moon, and in the next sentence, they appear. God speaks, it happens. This is the same word that called creation into being. It's the same word through his spirit that ends the revelation that says, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly, I am coming. The same God who speaks the first word is the same God who speaks the last word. When he speaks, it happens. Now this is his command. Now, I I know a lot of us think that God would do much better if he would just listen to some of our suggestions. That there are a few things that God does roughly, and we could help smooth them out. I know we also think that when God tells us to do something, then we have the right to say, "Mm, let me offer another suggestion. No. We don't. Well, Mike, I believe I have some rights. No, you don't. Those rights were bought. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. You surrendered your rights when you surrendered your life to Christ. The song says, I surrendered all, not I surrendered most of it. Not I surrendered until I have a better idea. I surrender all. In our confession of faith, we say that we do not know how to live life, but we will live our life according to the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. He owns us. He has the right to tell us where to go, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, when not to do it. If you're called before him, He will give you your orders. Your answer is, sir, yes, sir. Before you know what the orders are. is not up for discussion. Not interested in your feedback. Wants our obedience. They will know you are mine, Jesus says. How? When you keep my commandments, sir, yes, sir. When you stand in front of your commanding officer, he'll give you an envelope. Here are your orders. Before you get it, it's sir, yes, sir. You open up now. You now you understand what you've agreed to. You may say, you know, I, I don't like the base in San Diego. I want to go to Pensacola. Great, go to San Diego, sir. Yes, sir. When you pray, is Sir, yes, sir, ever said? This is his. Command that you love one another. Nope, it's not what he said. We always want to jump to that one because it feels all Hallmark to us. We want to go get a card. Say we love each other. You know, cross stitch it, put it on your refrigerator door. Okay, it's not what he says. It's what a lot of us do. Okay? A lot of us try to do that without the belief part. We try to do it in our own strength. Now we know we're supposed to love each other. We've been to church enough. We know we're supposed to do that. So we write it right at the top of our to-do list. Love somebody. How long does that last? Lunch? On a good day. You can't do it in your own strength. That's why the first thing is not love each other. That's the second thing. It comes as a consequence. A direct relationship to the second. This is the command. I want you to believe. Now, I know we have taken that word, beat it all up. You don't even know what it means anymore. I believe it's going to rain. I believe it's going to be pretty today. I I didn't believe that the horse with an 80 to one would make the (laughs) Kentucky Derby. We don't know what that, I wish, I hope. I can. uh mm the word "belief" is a, is a statement of will. Okay, it's a choice of the will. I believe, therefore I do. Okay. It's not. It's not. Has nothing to do with emotion. If it feels good, fine. If it doesn't, do it anyway. Okay. I believe, what do I believe? I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died for my sins. I believe he has been raised from the dead as the king of king and Lord of lords. I believe the future is done. I believe he is waiting on us in that future. And now in the present, because I believe, I do everything I can to align my life to that future that Christ is calling me to. Okay? Now, most of you will do this in a negative fashion. You'll say, okay, that's Jesus. Oh, I got to go work on this stuff. Uh-uh, uh -uh. You focus on Jesus. All the stuff that's not Jesus will fall out of your life. Well, how are you going to do that? You starve it to death. Okay? You don't wrestle with it. Okay, I tell you this all the time. I get up every morning and I say, I'm not going to eat an Oreo cookie. Today, I will be brave. Today, I will be victorious. Right? Okay? Today, I won't go to that place where I know Jeannie has hidden the Oreo cookies. Sorry, babe. I I know. I'm sorry. I just... So by lunch, I stop and say, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I haven't eaten an Oreo cookie. I'm going to focus. I'm going to do this. I'm doing good. I'm not going to eat an Oreo cookie. Where am I at five o'clock? I'm in the cookie aisle of the grocery store. Getting every cookie that Oreo has. Except a couple of those funky flavors that are just blasphemous. Uh, they're just wrong. Um, because that's all I've thought about. Okay, I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. You're going to end up sinning. Why? Because it's all you're thinking about. Uh, Paul says, think on these things. Whatever is beautiful, whatever is noble, whatever is worthy of praise. These are the kind of things you think about. You meditate on the person of Christ. You focus on the person of Christ. The more you do that, the more who he is will become who you are negative parts will fall away. The positive parts, the parts you want will become part of you as he pours his life into you through his spirit, like hooking up a pipe. I don't want anything to be kinked or bent or folded over in that pipe. I don't want anything to hinder the flow of God's spirit, the presence of Christ from his throne in heaven through the spirit into my own life. I don't want anything to hinder that flow through me, to me, in me, to the world around me. When that happens, then you can love each other. This is my command. Believe. Mike, sometimes I don't feel belief, we don't care. Do it anyway. Sometimes, Mike, I don't, I don't feel like that. You should see the people I have to love. We don't care. Love them anyway. Why? That's his command. You do understand that some of the people he's put in your life for you to love believe that not even Jesus will love them. You understand that? They don't believe anybody will love them. And when you do the smallest gesture of love, it will be overwhelming to them. They'll begin to think, now, wait a minute. If Mike loves me, maybe Jesus loves me. when they begin to think that it won't be long till they believe and everything changes of course the people around you will be hard to love that's why Jesus sent them to you loving them is his command. Loving them is something you can't help if you believe. They'll know you are mine, Jesus says, if you keep my commandments. Let's pray together. I don't want to put you on the spot or embarrass you. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable at all. I, I just know. Some of you are using all your faith just to get here. Took all your courage just to find your seat. We understand that. We want to make sure you understand if you don't hear anywhere else from anybody else, hear it from us. We love you. It matters to us what happens to you. Christ loves you. And that's where the good news starts. And if you are a type A, older brother like me, (laughs) that is such good news. Oh, I grew up thinking I was in charge and responsible for everything. <laughs> How good it was to know I wasn't in charge of anything. Sun came up this morning, didn't check with me. Will go down this afternoon. and won't say a word to me. You have a big brother, his name is Jesus who fights for you. I know for some of you that may be the first time you heard about it, first time you thought about it. If it is, that's okay. You may have questions, you may want to pray with somebody our prayer counselors will be down front. We'll have others who are waiting in the welcome center. Go out of the sanctuary, turn left and you'll see us right there. More than anything else, we want you to know the love of Christ in your life. And we want you to be free to love those who are around you because Christ has loved you so much. However, He's come to you, He's waiting for you where you are. The church will wait for you as you come. Lord Jesus, every life is now open before you, every heart. We pray the choices we make now are exactly what you want.